0: Good afternoon. You have found Elmira and You, a podcast for the members and the friends of Elmira Baptist Church. I'm Pastor Scott. Welcome. Today is Friday, July 22nd, 2022. And I want to begin with our imperatives for Christian men. Imperatives for Christian men. We need to recognize how much importance God places on what we think about. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. And the book of 2 Corinthians talks about taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. So as we talk about these imperatives for Christian men, we need to understand that Christian men strive to influence thinking rather than to control behavior. Now, I'm not talking about little children. When your children are two, three, four, five years old, that's all you're doing is controlling behavior. You're teaching them to respond to your commands as, as a parent, as a father, Christian man. You're not trying to influence thinking. And even when they are in elementary school, most of what you're doing is controlling behavior. But when you are relating to other peers, When you are relating to other Christian men, the goal is not to control their behavior, not to manipulate them into doing what you want them to do. Your goal is to influence thinking. The goal of instruction to our peers is in order to develop in them, in their minds, the correct thinking. Because effective action flows from feelings, and feelings should be generated by our thought. Notice that. Actions last. Feelings, thought. We need to get to the root of our thoughts. And when we are dealing with people, we will find it's much better long-term to teach them how to think correctly, to fill their minds with scripture, to teach them what it is to have souls that are saturated with scripture rather than to simply control their behavior. I mentioned yesterday, Nehemiah. Nehemiah said, let us rise up and build. And the people said, yeah, let's do that. He changed their thinking. Romans 14, verse 5. Changing our thinking. Let every man be fully persuaded in his own mind. Changing thinking rather than simply controlling behavior. For our devotional in this broadcast i'd like to bring to you this podcast i'd like to bring to you first timothy chapter two verses one through two where it says i exhort therefore that supplications prayers intercessions and giving of thanks be made for all that are in authority that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty let me ask you are you praying for our nation do you pray for our president is our governor on your prayer list these verses in First Timothy tell us that we are to pray. We are commanded to pray for those who are in authority. And the purpose of praying for those that are in authority is that we may live a quiet and peaceable life. We want to live in harmony and without conflict with the culture around us. A nation can have laws and a legal system that puts Christians in direct conflict with culture. And conversely, a nation can have a legal system that allows for Christian living, for how God has called us to live. We need to pray for our leaders at the local level, state level, national level, that they see the value of allowing religious freedom. Now, for us Americans, religious freedom is one of our core constitutional rights. However, consider that for the last few decades, it seemed that the First Amendment to the Constitution was intended to provide freedom from religion rather than freedom of religion. And we can be grateful for the recent Supreme Court rulings that allow for more religious freedom. We need to pray that that religious freedom would continue. We need to pray for our brothers and sisters around the world who are living in cultures and nations, the legal system of which is set up to confine them, to prevent them from loving God. Well, not from loving God, but from living out their love for God. We need to pray for our brethren and sisters who are facing persecution around the world. And we need to pray for our leaders. Are you praying? Finally, this afternoon, I want to end with a true story. Count some events that led to the founding of Elmira Baptist Church was in 1957, that a revival broke out in that congregation, that met in the building across the tracks, the church building across the tracks from our current church building. Yes, that was a Methodist church, only a few people attended at the time, Elmira was a small community at the time, but a revival broke out. And Yet there were people in that church, influential people in that church, that Methodist church, who didn't want the religious fervor that revival brought. And so they pushed those people out. And those people went out and founded Elmira Baptist Church. Elmira Baptist Church is the direct result of the Holy Spirit poured out afresh on God's people. We need to have a vision and an earnest expectation of the power of the Holy Spirit and the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives as individuals, in our families, and in Elmira Baptist Church. Would you pray for me about that as well, that God the Holy Spirit would once again intervene, move in our lives to convict, to bring a consciousness of sin, to turn us from our selfishness and turn us to the service of the great King. This has been Elmira and you for July 22nd. 2022. You can join us on Sunday at 945 for Sunday School, 11 o'clock for morning worship, five o'clock for evening worship. Don't forget, even though this is the fourth Sunday of the month, there is no food and fellowship scheduled for this coming Sunday. So meet us five o'clock for evening worship. We meet at 6111 California Pacific Road near Vacaville, California. Join me next week for another edition of Elmira and You, and be much in prayer for the earnest work of the Holy Spirit in our lives, our families, and our church.